Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. talking about how merciful God is this week. He's merciful to us, so presumably that means we have to be merciful, show mercy to other people, Colin. And Jesus taught us to pray, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. That's literally what the Greek means, that God expects us to be in that place of mercy towards others if we want him to be merciful towards us. So it's a two-way thing. Uh, yes, and he says, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. So the first way in which God expresses his mercy is in forgiveness, and that's really what we were looking at yesterday. And therefore, he wants us to reflect that mercy in the way in which we deal with other people for us not to judge them, not to condemn them. Jesus said that uh, we're not to judge because if we do, we will be judged with the same judgment with which we judge others. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you, he says. So we're not to condemn others because that would place ourselves in a place of condemnation and none of us wants to be in that position. So if we are willing always to be merciful, then God is willing always to be merciful to us. That's wonderful. And it helps to show us how we need to uh, have that right heart attitude towards others. It's no use saying, well, I'll hit him and forgive him afterwards, <laughs> um, which is perhaps sometimes what we feel like doing. But that's not really being merciful. It's learning to react that when somebody fails you, when they sin against you, when they speak against you, when they do something to malign you, instead of hitting back, instead of being uh, full of vengeance, we, we, we have that forgiveness. And it, it needs to become a hard attitude. I forgive you. It's a choice we make. It's got nothing to do with feelings. Um, we saw that last week with love, that these spiritual truths are not based upon emotion. And if we wait until we feel the right emotions towards people that have harmed us and wronged us and hurt us, then we'll never learn how to be merciful. It's a decision that you make. Just as God's um, uh, willingness to, to forgive us whenever we turn to him and prevail upon his mercy, that's based upon his decision, not upon feelings. Now, mercy and forgiveness, they're very, very closely linked. But how does mercy actually differ from forgiveness, or are they actually one and the same? Well, no, mercy is bigger than forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the ways in which God expresses his mercy. Another way that Jesus expressed his mercy, his compassion, was in healing the sick. Uh, he looked upon the sick, and the scripture said he had mercy. He had compassion upon them, and he healed them. And you can remember that uh, several people, when they approached Jesus, when they came to Jesus for healing, they came prevailing upon his mercy. Uh, blind Bartimaeus, for example, shouted out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. The Syrian Phoenician woman, when she uh, came to Jesus because her daughter needed to be delivered of a demonic power, she said, have mercy upon my child, have mercy upon my daughter. Um, 
you see, people, when they came to Jesus, they realized that they didn't deserve healing. They didn't deserve a miracle. They didn't deserve any blessing from him. But in his mercy, in his compassionate love, he was willing to give to them. So it's a, it is much, much larger than the forgiveness then. Are there any aspects of mercy? Oh, yes, there are other aspects too. It says that Jesus looked upon the people and he saw that they were like sheep without the shepherd and he had compassion upon them. He had mercy upon them, so he taught them. Uh, you see, the mercy of God, the compassion of God always leads to action. I said uh, on Monday that Mercy is the first way in which we experience God's love. And all last week, we were showing that the agape love of God is something that is expressed in action. It is not an emotion, and it's not based upon emotion. So the first way in which God's love is expressed towards us is through mercy. The first way in which we experience that mercy is through forgiveness. But then we can also experience that love and that mercy through healing, and he had mercy on, on all these people because they saw that he saw their spiritual leaders were not leading them in the way of salvation. They weren't leading them in the way of truth. And I think God looks upon his people today and he has compassion upon them because he sees that so many people, even so many Christians in many churches, are, are sort of without the real positive spiritual leadership that they need and he has compassion upon them because he's the shepherd and he wants to lead the sheep in safety uh, from, from the predators, but he wants also to lead them beside still waters. He wants to lead them in the paths of righteousness. He wants to lead them into the rich pastures so that they are well-fed, well-taught, and well-equipped to serve him in the ways that he asks of them. These programs are really demonstrating both this week and last week's programs on the love of God that God has always got our well-being at heart. He wants the best for us, doesn't he? Yes, and there's another way in which Jesus expressed mercy, uh, and that is when he fed the multitude. Now, this is very interesting because the people had been with him all day. They were hot, tired, and hungry. And he didn't, they were obviously in a lonely place away from any bakery or any town, and he didn't want to send them away hungry because they might faint in the heat on the way. Uh, you see, this is the amazing thing. Here is, is the one who came to save the world, and he's concerned because the people were hungry. Uh, and so the scripture says he had compassion on them. So what did he do? Well, he fed the whole multitude with a boy's picnic. Uh, all they had was these five little loaves, these sort of five rolls, really, and um, a couple of sardines and a couple of small fish. And uh, Jesus blessed them. The, the gift was multiplied, and 5,000 men plus the women and children ate all that they needed, and there were 12 baskets left over. I mean, that is amazing. It's amazing, but the whole thing, you see, was the outworking of the compassion of the mercy that God had for the people. Now, he said, blessed are the merciful, they shall receive mercy, but uh, you have 
made the point that it is a two-way thing, Colin, that to receive mercy, we have to be merciful. That's the other side of this coin. Well, God always, because we're made in his image, wants to see outworked in our lives the um, uh, his nature. Mm. What he puts into us by the Holy Spirit is his nature because the Holy Spirit has the nature and character of God because he is God. And so he wants us to, to reflect his love, to reflect his mercy, to reflect his compassion by the way in which we deal with other people. So because he forgives us, he wants us to forgive others. Because he withholds judgment from us, he wants us to withhold judgment from others. But he wants us to understand that his mercy is always constant. We saw all last week that his love is always constant. Uh, in Psalm 136, for example, there's a refrain in every verse, his love endures forever. Now, that is translating in the New International Version a Hebrew word that in some other versions is translated mercy. And um, uh, the Hebrew word can be translated either way. It's, it's right to translate it as mercy. It's right to translate it as love. Because what it really means is, is his loving kindness, compassion, and mercy. That's what the Hebrew word means. So uh, some versions say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His, mer his mercy endures forever. Others say, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his love endures forever. But what we need to understand is that his love endures forever. It's never changing. It's always the same, always constant. It's based not upon emotion and feeling, but upon what he has done. And in like way, in like, uh, likewise, his mercy is is enduring forever. It's everlasting. It's always the same. Uh, it never changes. He is the God who is always merciful, and he's always ready to be merciful to us when we turn to him, either needing his forgiveness, needing healing, uh, needing some need to be met in our lives. We are prevailing upon his mercy and he's ready to be merciful. So does God ever hold back his mercy, or is it always, always freely available? Well, the only, the only way in which Jesus says that the Father holds back his mercy is when we refuse to be merciful to others. Uh, so if you do not forgive someone else, if you are in a state of unforgiveness, what Jesus teaches is God will not forgive you until you come through to that place of being prepared to forgive the other person. So this business of forgiving others is an exceedingly important one. And let me just repeat again what I said earlier, that it's not a question of emotion. It's not a question of waiting till we have the right feelings towards the person that hurt us, because actually until you've forgiven them, you never will have the right feelings. It's a question of making the decision, I choose to forgive that person for what he said or what he did. Uh, and when you make that right decision, uh, and, and you mean it, of course, you're sincere in making that decision, then, of course, your feelings begin to change because now you are merciful towards that person. You no longer have the same negative feelings of injustice and even of vindictiveness towards that one. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 